0: He has a brain like no no other. A memory that has stunned millions. A mental wonder. Wonder. It all started back in 1990 when he correctly predicted the Pennsylvania lottery. Now, the holy grail of neuroscience, Jim Carroll is your mentor to limitless mental energy. Get ready to learn his secrets. Superpower your mind. It's Jimmy the Brain.
1: Hey, my guest today, the one, the only, Dr. Daniel Amon. Dear, dear friend, I had the pleasure to spend a week out where he lives in California. He's a CEO, medical director. How many clinics now, Daniel? Six Amon clinics around the the country, or is it up to seven? Eight.
0: Eight. Oh, my gosh. We're oh my coming to dallas uh, oh
1: man in a that's of amazing months. then your memory rescue book your brain warrior's way book i don't know how many books you wrote you wrote more books than i gosh it's amazing and then we did that course together the, the memory master course
0: and, it's awesome uh, yeah so we had you do- so much fun with you
1: yeah so how you doing during all this stuff going on your business must be like well i tell you it's
0: a oh, shame we're busier on. than ever um, depression has doubled since March worldwide and the incidence of anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, emotional trauma has all skyrocketed. We've just been, uh, super busy. And then in May I lost my dad, my dad oh, my and show, my, my show. mom had COVID and my dad and mom recovered. But then a month later, something else took him away from us so it's been juggling a lot but when the pandemic started i wrote down mental hygiene is just as important as washing your hands we need to disinfect our thoughts and not let the dragons from the past continue to breathe fire on our emotional brains wow this this is an amazing
1: time right now i mean i'm I've never seen anything like this. I mean, my last show, Daniel, my last time I was out of my house was March, March uh, I think it was tenth, right before Trump announced you know the national emergency on the thirteenth. It's been crazy. That's why I started this podcast. I have to I have to reach these people. You know, I have to still come out and try to hit as many people as I can. And I, I've been having a great time. We just had Mark Victor Hanson on. He said, I should say hi to you. He was,
0: <laughs> I love it's amazing.
1: Yeah, he loves you, too. Him and Crystal, his wife and and uh, how's Tana doing? Man, the last time I was out of your house, I had so much fun out there. That was just a blast. I, I will never forget that.
0: Tana's great, and uh, she has a new book coming in January. You'll love it. It's called The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. She and I are working on a um, presentation together. Uh, Just, I'm so blessed. Uh, You know, divorce has gone up 34% during the pandemic. And I figured, you know, babies are gonna go way up because people have more time. And divorce is going to go way up because people are living with people. They don't like that much. And I'm just blessed to be able to live with my best friend.
1: Likewise. Me too, man. I'm having the time of my life with my wife. It's like, I mean, I, I, I wish this wasn't going on, but like you said, Hey, eh, that's, that's all I'm with 20. 20 it's amazing. I've, I've never spent this much time with my wife since I, since we're married. It's amazing. It's it's, it's crazy. So fortunately, I, at least I, I hope she feels the same way. I don't know. I might be getting on her nerves, you know, some of the stuff I do, as you know, you know, it's, I have some of these bad habits, but so, Hey, so anyway, tell, tell, tell me more about, cause now since I was out there with you last, I really got into this, Daniel, I'm, I turned this up. I mean, if you would see me now compared to this, what I used to do when I was out at your place, I now call it flash memory. I don't even call it memory anymore. It's flash memory. Instantaneous. Boom. Like, I can now take the deck of cards, remove, shuffle them up, remove one, spread the deck out on the table, look at them for, I kid you not, two or three seconds, and instantly know what's missing. What is, what's, what is that, Daniel? What's happening to me? See, during COVID now, like nine 30 at night, my wife goes to sleep. I'm up to one in the morning and I do nothing but push my brain to its limit now. It's, I mean, I'm getting really into this, but now from doing this, remember I, we used to talk about, I used to tell you about the autonomic memory. Like when I used to make the T I'd go A, 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 B, A, D, A, E, A, G. And all the two other words in the Scrabble dictionary, I had like, what, what, what do they call that ailment? Uh, you probably know better than I do. When you when you keep uh, compulsive disorder or whatever. And so instead of going I used to go one, two, three, a hundred times, I'd have to dip the tea bag in. And then I thought, well, hey, this is a good way to learn that there's ninety-nine two-letter words in the Scrabble dictionary. So I'd go A A, A, B, A, D, A, E, and I'd do that every day, every time I make a cup of tea. And it would get so fast, like A, A, B, D, E, G. I can't even keep up with my brain. It's just like boom. And that's when I thought it was autonomic memory. And I was doing the same thing with the cars. But all of that, Daniel, now turned into a flash. Now when I go A B, B, B I see all the words, that quick. All, what is that? What is happening to me?
0: You're an anomaly for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what you've done is, is you've just grown your hippocampus so that it is this incredibly beautiful, strong area of your brain that works so fast, where most people's works at about forty miles an hour. Yours is more like a thousand miles an hour. And and you know one of the best parts of your story, you know, I wrote about your story in my book Memory Rescue. I um, one of the best parts of your story is you learned that learning while you're exercising supercharged that part of your brain, your hippocampus, that every day makes about 700 new baby stem cells and your habits either grow them, so you're working them, they're always working out, um, or if you have bad habits like you're drinking or smoking pot, you kill them. So the habits you engage in, and you're always into new learning, uh, can really help. And there's also a connection between the hippocampus, memory, and mood. And so when you're working your memory, it often can at the same time help your mood. Yeah, you know,
1: and that's why I came up with that meditation thing because I I've discovered that like when I, when I was sitting on my couch, like the one time I was in such a bad mood. I mean, really bad mood. I don't even know. I thought probably a bill collector called me or something. I don't know. And, and I closed my eyes. I, I'm doing my, you know, like normal meditation, taking my breaths and, and all of a sudden I, I'm starting to review. Like, I think it was, I think I was reviewing the States in the union at the time in alphabetical uh, not alphabetical or in order as they were put in, like one is Delaware, two is Pennsylvania three is New Jersey four is Georgia. And I was doing the capitals by the time I got up to 50, Hawaii, Honolulu, I forgot what I was mad about. So there is a, I believe that there's a correlation between this memory and, and the mood and it could help you get out of it. It's just amazing. I could get out of my moods by reviewing my memory stuff and just relaxing with my breathing. It's, so what is that? What's happening there? Like maybe could you explain like what, what, what is actually happening? Is that like your neurotransmitters or the GABA? Like what, what happened? Like the relaxed state you get yourself in. But then, but, but practicing the memory. Why am I? Why does that happen? Uh,
0: and also, you know, based on what I learned from you, I came up with this. Technique called feel great anytime anywhere and it's where you anchor Memories to certain areas of your house and so Take 12 of your best memories ever like for me one of them standing at the stove when I'm four making fudge with my grandfather who was a candy maker and Anytime I walk in the kitchen, I see my grandfather and me when I was four making fudge. And I have 12 of those memories I've planted around the house and make them good memories. Because if you make them bad memories, you'll feel bad. <coughs> but it's just so important to be intentional about your attention. Because where you bring your attention always determines how you feel
1: yeah that's you know that makes a big point like it like uh like when we met okay remember when we met i remember the first time i met you bill shaffield a new a mutual friend of ours and bill said i should say hi to you when it when you're on and i was at what was an andrews air force base i was getting ready to go on tour with the general chairman the chairman joe dunford and Scarlett Johansson was on that one. I think, uh, Captain America and, and, uh, Ray Allen. And then all of a sudden Bill comes up with you, Jim, I'd like you to meet Dr. Daniel Lehman. I'm like, wow, I know you. I, I heard, I've read, I've heard about you so much. And it was like an honor to meet you. And, and then, then he goes, he's really here to meet Scarlett, but he, f- <laughs> I remember that day when we met, that was so amazing. But talking about the, the connect, these connections, of people. And like you said, and, 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 the certain places it's, the brain is fascinating, man. I, I so admire what you do You, you for a living. You, you're so lucky you get to live this life and you get to see it when you're through spec scanning and everything else, you get to see people's brains. And man, I just admire what you do. It's just, because I'm just, I just, like, you know, I only started doing this in my, late 50s, early 60s. I started doing the memory stuff at 50, but I really didn't know anything about this until I hit 60. So, man, you it's, it's amazing to, to get to talk to people like you and to become friends with people like you. It's just amazing. I miss our conversations all the time on the phone because she's so darn busy. So it's, oh, uh, it's
0: yeah. crazy. But I, I remember that day because Scarlett Johansson's one of my fantasy girls. I <laughs> love her. And I was... Talking to you was so interesting. And then I met her and I talked to her and she's beautiful and smart. But Then you and I went and we talked again for like an hour. And when, when I was driving away from there, I called my wife because I had sent her a picture of me and Scarlett and she's like, all right, what's up? <laughs> and, and I'm like, no. I said, I like you way more than and you're, by the way, way prettier than she is. And and then I told her about you the whole time. Um, you know, how excited I was uh, to talk to you. And then, you know, we created this memory master course together that people just love. And it's no matter what your age, you can have a better memory. So it's not so many people, they feel like they're a victim of aging. It's like, oh, I'm 60, my memory's no good, that's normal. And it's like, no, you have bad habits. Or I'm 70 and my memory's no good, that's nuts, not No, you have bad habits. And when you work your memory and you get the brain health habits in there as well, um, you can be as sharp for as long as you want to be.
1: No, you're right on about that, man. And that's, that's, what, that's why I bonded with you. I mean, when I... When I came out there, we started shooting that course together. That, that was just amazing because I've, I had to put my glasses on because I couldn't read the monitors. <laughs> Remember that? You had to, you, that was the only thing. I wish I didn't have to wear the glasses during that because I, I watch those courses all the time. And it's like they were in with these big glasses on. But that was such a blast. And, and hey, like I said, I'm 67. And I didn't even get started yet, Daniel. I feel like I didn't even get started. And and it affects you physically. What is that all about? Why why does the memory energize you? What, like what what where does that come from? This energy. What, where does that come from?
0: Well, when you're working your brain, because you know memory is brain, and when your brain is hurt, your memory is not good. That when you're working out your brain, it lightens it up and helps everything else. So it can give you a better mood as we discussed, better energy, better focus. Uh, because if you can't focus, you can't remember anything, right, it's the first step is bringing your attention to the words, to the states, to the capitals, to the actors, wherever you're trying to remember. And,
1: and another thing is, and I found out and, and very quickly from you. I love games that have to do with aiming. Like for some reason, like, like shooting baskets or playing darts or playing pool. And one of my favorite ones, ping pong. It It's for me, I think that's an excellent brain exercise as well as physical ping pong. And I've Pride myself as one of the best ping pong players until I met you <laughs> and we came out and you schooled me what was it 21 to 3 to 1 game and then you had the cat your cat you had the, your, your cat timed perfectly to jump on the table <laughs> so what's that what is remember what do the, these games have to do with the brain Daniel is that I'm onto something with that that uh, these point of aim games that what like even at any age like shooting horseshoes Daniel I don't know if you ever shot horse, pitch horseshoes. I could pitch horseshoes better now at 67 than I did when I was 35. Well,
0: so you're talking about another part of the brain. I mean, the hippocampus involved in memory mood, but it's also involved in spatial awareness. Um, And that's connected to the cerebellum in the back bottom part of your brain. It's 10% of the brain's volume, but it has half of the brain's neurons, 10% of the brain's volume, but 80% of the surface area as the rest of your brain. Cerebellum is Latin for little brain, but has half of the brain's neurons. And any coordination exercise, tennis, table tennis, horseshoes, pool, is activating the cerebellum which is why children should always be doing coordination exercises, just not ones like gymnastics or football that give them a risk of a head injury, because that just disrupts the whole system. But coordination exercises, dance, amazing. People who play racket sports live longer than anybody else. Longer than swimmers, longer than soccer players, longer than football players, um, longer than cyclists, uh, longer than runners. So coordination exercises always think about ways to activate your cerebellum.
1: And 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 like the hippocampus with with the, with the memory, the cerebellum you could activate that at any age, right?
0: At any age, yeah, that's amazing. And when you get older. The thing that kills people is not obesity, because those people are already dead when they're older. The thing that kills people is frailty. And so I know you lift weights, I lift weights. Continuing to be strong as you age, whether you're a girl or a guy, is absolutely critical. Um, you know, it's things like falls, low blood pressure, frailty that kills people as they get older and then walk like you're light. 80 year olds who can only walk a mile an hour have a 90% chance they will not live until they're 90. But 80 year olds who walk at three miles an hour have a 90% chance they will live until they're 90 or beyond. And so I always say walk like you're light.
1: Wow, you know, I never thought about that. I, I know walking is good for you, but I never put it in that like the centennial, like the, the, the people lived over a hundred and the super centennials. I was studying. I've been studying that. Like I said, I have nothing to do. You know, so it's like research and push my brain every night, and I'm learning more and more and more. And I I, I started studying your spec scanning because that really intrigued me when I was out there. But it, it's amazing uh, now. I know we talked about this so many times about the diet, how important. Because I, I told you, remember we talked about ESPN, exercise your brain and body, the S for proper sleep, P for positive, positive thinking. And I used to say, hey, it's all about ESP, you know? And then when I met you, I threw the N in there because you're a nutritionist. And what's Hannah? Oh, my God. You guys are nutrition people beyond belief. I remember eating at your house. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? And I remember when I was eating cookies, you're like, what are you eating? That? That's poison. <laughs> remember that that's the but then you had this amazing dark chocolate because i i was saying daniel dark chocolate's good for you and all of a sudden you brought your bar out your dark chocolate bars and you i took a box home with me then you sent me another box so dark chocolate certain dark chocolates are good for your brain right
0: yeah we make something called brain in love and brain on joy but it has no sugar no dairy no artificial dyes or preservatives So it's all natural. Nine grams of fiber tastes great. And, you know, food, you are what you eat. Literally, you are what you eat. And there is a linear correlation between the number of fruits and vegetables you eat a day and your level of happiness. So food totally can affect mood and you know, people go, oh, but I love Rocky Road ice cream, or I love wine. And I'm like, but does it love you back? And you know, my first marriage went on for 20 years and it was not good. You know, I love somebody who did not love me back. And now I have somebody who loves me back. And a lot of people listening have been in bad relationships in the past. And I'm just never again gonna do that. and I'm damn sure not gonna do it with food. So I only love food that loves me back. Do I love it, right? Because I I love eating, but does it serve my health or does it hurt my health? And if it hurts my health, it needs to go. And Drew Carey, the famous comedian, uh, he lost a whole bunch of weight and he said something so profound. He said, eating crappy food isn't a reward, it's a punishment. And that's exactly the mindset of somebody who will stay well. Because when they realize they're eating food they love to live, rather than living to eat, that's how you get to live a long time feeling healthy.
1: That's so what do you, what What kind of food? Like, what do you do? How about a guy like me that like my wife, she, she's a vegetarian. She doesn't eat meat and she eats all the healthy foods that you talk about, you know, the salads and the, and me, I'm the complete opposite, but I, I eat chicken, Daniel. I, I eat a lot of chick grilled chicken. Is grilled chicken. You think that's all right. I hope so i
0: Grilled chicken would be oh, on the good side. Good, good. You know, to make sure it's hormone free, antibiotic free. Yeah. Um, and, is it raised in a sustainable way? Because when animals are angry, when they're sad, um, when they're anxious, they're producing, just like humans do, chemicals that represent angry, sad, and anxious. And so you don't want to be eating that essence, if you will. So you want to really think about what the animals you eat, ate, and how they were raised, which, you know, it just makes, you know, it's, it's decent, but it also makes good chemical sense. And so if you could eat the chicken with a big salad, with grilled vegetables, and then, you know, some fruit, nuts, seeds, avocados, that's a really good brain, healthy. Um, and, you know, because at our age, because we're just about the same age, Um, death is coming for us. Uh, I have a new book coming out in March called Your Brain Is Always Listening, about the dragons from the past that are breathing fire on your emotional brain. And the death dragon is, is one of the prominent ones, especially now with COVID-19 and, you know, watching the death tolls every day and all of that. Um but we have to make peace with the death dragon. And you know, and I prefer it stay away, right? But you make peace with it by knowing death is inevitable. And Tan and I have this phrase, does this have eternal value? And if it doesn't have eternal value, we don't worry about it. And the death dragon teaches us most things are small stuff, right? So don't sweat the small stuff and death teaches you most things are small, right? When my dad was laying um, in the mortuary, uh, you realize all the things he was worried about sort of really didn't matter. What mattered was connection, uh, that that's the most important thing that matters.
1: It's amazing you're saying that because that, we were just talking about uh, on the other podcast about connection that's you know i that's the first time i ever heard that analogy the death dragon my gosh that's scary that's this so what are you gonna you're gonna have, have a write a book called that the death dragon that
0: would be well awesome. the book is called your brain is always listening but that,
1: that's what it's about though the death you're gonna
0: mention it's the, one of the 13 dragons there's wow. 13 of them so there's the angry dragon the grief and lost dragon so common these days. One of my favorite dragons you'll like is the ancestral dragon, which means the issues you have, they're not yours. They belong to your father. They belong to your grandmother. Um, when my grandfather was 19, his brother was killed in a horrific train accident um, where he was driving a car that collided with the train. And my grandfather never drove after that. Uh, his whole life. He never drove. And I think I inherited some of of his anxiety. So whatever you experience changes your genes. You know, this concept called epigenetics, that your habits and experiences turn on or off certain genes that make illness more or less likely in you, but also in your children. So Tana's grandmother grew up in Lebanon, what is now Lebanon, Um, During World War One during a famine and she was actually lost in the mountains for three days and her whole life She was a hoarder. She was anxious. She had post-traumatic stress disorder and when the pandemic hit Tana had already had a room full of food Because she had been planning for the pandemic for three generations So so you know, I can never again because I used to bother her I used to get mad at her like why are you spending all this money on something that's never going to happen and when she and I were dating she told me she said I will never tell you I told you so and she completely lied because she told me I told you so wow
1: <laughs> that's it's amazing you said that about about your grandfather because I had a similar with my dad my dad he never drove we never had a car when I grew up we had his friends would drive us all over until we became 16 him and my him and my mom never drove and then i found out that his dad when, when my dad was nine he was sitting in the back seat of a car and his dad was to the right and somehow fell asleep and fell out and a truck ran over him and he died and my dad never drove either so I, that's a similar storage like that that's really bizarre so, because that's how my grandfather died. He got run over by a truck from falling out of a car. My dad was nine. And uh, that's really bizarre. That's really bizarre. Same story. Hey, talking about, like, how about phobias? We never talked about phobias when I was with you uh, out there for a week. And, and I have two really bad phobias. One is lightning, and, and the other one is bees. I mean, here I am, this big dude, and, and I'll run. I remember playing baseball when I was, like, it, American Legion baseball, I'd be in the outfield and a bee would come and, and they'd see me running around in the outfield. <laughs> like, what's this guy doing? he running away from... I am deathly afraid of bees all my life. It, what, what can I do about that? I'm still afraid of them. And I, and I don't want to... You know, my poor grandkids, they're over here and they see their popsy. They call me popsy. They see me running away from bees and now they're afraid of bees. And I don't want to, like, pass that on to my grandkids. You know, what do you do about something like that? A phobia?
0: There's a technique I like called bridging where you go back to the last time you were afraid of bees and you write down what you were thinking or feeling at that moment. And then you go back to the very first time you ever had those thoughts or feelings, whether it's associated with bees or not. And it begins to help you uncover the origin. And then there's a new technique Ron Rudin in New York came up with this. It's called havening. So you get that fear in your head and then you do bilateral hemisphere stimulation where you cross your hands to your shoulders, the opposite shoulders, and you just stroke down for 30 seconds while you get your eyes to go left and right and you'll just be amazed how at the end the bees don't bother you anymore it's like it takes your amygdala that is attached bees um to fear and it quiets it down while it activates your frontal lobes because as far as you know you're not allergic to bees correct i don't know but yeah they've never been stung by a bee
1: i think i think i was once in the stomach it went up my shirt But I don't think I'm, uh, but you know, when you're, that was when I was a little kid, Daniel, it's like, Hey, 40, 40 years have gone by 50 years. Well, what if I am a little, maybe that's what it is. I I'm, I'm afraid of bees because I, I think I'm, I may be allergic to, I don't know. How about lightning? What I'll tell you why, why I fear lightning. I, when I was a kid, I was leaning against this building. We were swimming. And, uh, I remember I was with my buddy, his name was Gene. And it was like real black. You couldn't even see. It was a big storm. I mean, lightning bolts, you could see them. And, and we're in this building, this big aluminum building. And I'm leaning against the window. And back then, I wasn't afraid of lightning. I was like, wow, admiring all the lightning. All of a sudden, crash. And I backed up. Oh, man, about 20 feet. I'm laying on the ground. I got such a shock in my arms. And all of a sudden I'm going, I'm thinking, I'm dead. I can't see nothing. Like, oh my God, I can't. I'm blind. I'm blind. My buddy goes, stand. It. I don't want to repeat the language I, that he used, but get the get the uh, he goes, the lights are out. <laughs> I thought I died. You know, because it was so black outside. And then when the lights went out from hitting the building, I thought I was dead. I'm like, but ever since then, I was I'm deathly afraid of lightning. I've kind of felt the force of it. And here to add insult to injury, one night I'm driving home from Philadelphia to upstate New York, driving up eighty-one. Here comes this thunderstorm. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do now? And all of a sudden, there's a tractor trailer about 100, maybe 50 to 100 yards ahead of me. Lightning bolt hits between the trailer and me. You actually see an asphalt pop up the ground. That's why I'm afraid of lightning, man. I seen the force of it, and wow, how do you get rid of that fear after seeing these things? It's, it's-
0: so the same thing. Really? So you get that fear, and then you feel it. You think about it. You do this havening, eyes go left to right, and then you go, I am safe, I am here, this is now. Isn't it cool, I survived twice. I am powerful. And you have to, because what's happened is those events um, just flipped a switch in your amygdala, the fear center, and it's just working too hard. And you don't want it to work too hard because it then causes you to suffer because you know um, that lightning is stunningly beautiful. And you can go back to a time when it was that way for you and take the emotional charge away from the traumatic events. There's also another treatment people do called EMDR. Stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, where they do they get your eyes to go back and forth while you bring up the trauma, and it's just amazing how it just helps to dissipate it.
1: That's that's great. You 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 be uh, like like when I work, you know you know I at Walter Reed or I'll go down to the Bethesda with the USO and I'll, I'll I'll play like poker with the wounded warriors and you know suffering from like pts ptsd and and i'll teach them how to count cards and things things like that you know try to get their minds into another world with the memory and the magic and everything else but and them not knowing like hey I, you know i'm like what what would you recommend like like you I'm, you were you actually i think you have a degree or something you learned f- from uh down at walter reed at one time didn't you a long time ago
0: I, I did my psychiatric residency at Walter Reed. Man, I never knew. So that. I was there for three years. Uh, loved it, and I was in the army uh, a total of sixteen years. So wounded warriors. I mean, I took care of them for a very long time. Um, I was a chief psychiatrist at a place called Fort Irwin in the middle of the Mojave Desert. So wow. I have been to hell. So. <laughs> But no, I love my time in the military. It is the ultimate good mother because it rewards you, really clear rules, rewards you when you do good things, thumps you um, consistently, reliably, predictably when you do the wrong things, and you become part of a family. And, you know, for me, it was, uh, it helped me grow up. I was an infantry medic for three years, uh, and love that. Um, yeah, no, Walter Reed was very special to me.
1: Jeez. I never knew, I never knew you were in the army that long. I didn't know that. That's, that's amazing. I'm just finding that out. I just, so, so that, that's really, so I guess what I'm trying to do here in in the next couple months, I'm thinking of, this is the way to go nowadays. Zoom, you know, what else could you do? You know, you can't do live appearances. I don't know how many times you've been away from California since this, but so I'm trying to come up with a, an idea. You know how we did the memory program. How do I, like, I'm, I have a lot of requests where people are asking me, Hey, could you teach us memory and help all this stuff over zoom? So I'm trying to come up with a program. I guess you could do it the same as if I do it in person, right? What would you Absolutely. recommend? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I no, uh, We're seeing our patients. We've been open the whole time. Um, you know, all eight soon to be nine clinics have been open. And, you know, people come and we scan them, but then we do their evaluations mostly over Zoom. Um, and, you know, it's just like we're together, except you don't have to travel. You know, I don't really want to be on a metal tube, a plane with COVID 19. I'm just not interested yeah. in that. And so if you just think of all the travel time you save, take that time and create more courses or do a mastermind group with uh, you know, a group of your followers. And um, I know during the pandemic, for the first 90 days, I was on Zoom virtually every night just talking to people about mental hygiene is just as important as washing your hands. And, and I think you could be doing the same thing when it comes to really expanding your mind. Cause that's what you do. It's so much more than memory. Yeah. Uh, although who wouldn't want a better memory, but it's expanding your mind uh, so that you can use the best gift God's ever given to humanity, which is our brain.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hey, and here, ultimate memory magic look who's right there on the bottom, Dr. Daniel Aman for remember that. <laughs> this is so I cool. do. I'm getting so much g- great feedback from this book, from like memory experts and things like that. Like Tony Dattino, He's a founder of the USA memory championships. He says one of the best books on memory he's ever seen. It's it's uh, and the same with the course he, he admired the course that we put on together, you yourself and myself. So it's uh, i I'm having a good time right now, Daniel, as you could tell, I mean, I'm not letting this bother me. You got to stay positive. You got to, be as positive as possible, and that's that's how I'm getting through this and trying to come up with ideas. Like everybody's there. Well, how could, I know I can perform on Zoom? I can do tricks on Zoom, but but to teach memory on Zoom, that's, that's why I, I think I have the program put together, and I think I'm going to give it a try. And uh, but but yeah, that's that's uh, so probably stuff like what we talked about on on the memory course. Probably do stuff do stuff like that over Zoom. Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, and no, then I would just make sure you add brain health. As well, because when your brain is struggling, you know, if your thyroid's low, you have low testosterone, if you've had a head injury, if you're not eating right, um, it's going to just make it harder for you. You know, it's it's the brain and the mind that work together and it's your brain, physical functioning of your brain that creates your mind and you know, and I might even expand it a little bit to learning because, you you know, so many kids are home. And can you imagine both you and I, when we were going to school, nobody ever taught us how to learn. And no one ever taught us how to remember things. They just expected us to do it. But what you teach, I mean, don't you really think every seven-year-old should know that because then they will do better in school, and which means less stress for their parents. They have better self-esteem because they're not struggling. And you really open up more possibilities for children and for teenagers uh, to be more successful in every area of their life. Well, I appreciate that
1: advice. I'm going to do that. It's I'm going to set up a program for kids. I already have the program for adults, but for kids, I could even incorporate the magic and everything else and keep them motivated and inspired. Hey, that's what I, that's how I built my self-esteem up through magic. And, and then, and then after I became this professional entertainer and, and then started getting it when I, when I was down in the dumps at 50 from the heart problem and everything else, as I started increasing my memory and seeing people were just as amazed. Like, Hey, what's your zip code? One eight one Oh two. You're from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. And seeing the same reaction that I did with the magic trick, it built the self-esteem back up again. So I, that's what I use the, m- the memory to help motivate myself. And maybe I could help motivate others with it as well. And throwing in a card trick. That's a great idea. And
0: you know, for the P let me give you some suggestions for You know espn the ps positivity and we actually measure when people come to the clinic you know do you have a bias toward negativity or a bias toward positivity and so many of our depressed patients have a bias toward negativity and so we have a training about positivity bias training what that means is you start every day when your feet hit the floor in the morning with today is going to be a great day. And then your unconscious mind will find what you're looking forward to that day. And then when you go to bed at night, and you can also do this with the kids in the morning at breakfast. So why is today going to be a great day for you? Because otherwise the brain just tends to complain. Um, And then at dinner time go, what went well today? And I've done this for a couple of years now. I put myself to sleep every night. I say a prayer and then I go, what went well today? And it's just amazing the things that were so cool that I forgot um, that I meditate on. And that's how I put myself to sleep, which will actually help your dreams be more positive, which means you'll feel better the next day. And even the night, the day my dad died, when I went to bed, because it's my habit, right? We all have habits and they're good habits, or bad habits, they help you or they hurt you. But even that day when I went to bed and I was really sad, um, I said a prayer and then I went, what went well today? And I just, I started thinking about the police officer who came to my dad's house and he was so wonderful he was just so sweet and then i thought about being there for my mom and some of the tender moments we had and then i thought about the hundreds of texts i got from my friends from his friends and then right before they took the coroner took him away i held his hand and i just remembered how soft it was and I slept like a baby that night and it didn't take away the grief, but it so helped. So if you make these things a habit, even during your darkest pandemic days, it can help your mind be in a better place. Uh, Those are
1: awesome words. That's exactly what the country and the world need right now. Because we we you, we both know, as you especially, there are a lot of people, especially the people alone, Daniel. You know what I mean? The, the people that are alone at home and can't, especially like a wounded warrior with suffering from TBI or PTSD, and they're alone at night, and your mind just drifts. They need this right now. They need this this guidance and and uh, boy, so so it's such an honor to have you on and see you again. My God, it's just been way too long and i remember your dad and and when you introduced me you took me to their home and your dad and your mom what a lovely place that oh my god the pacific ocean right that was just awesome so that's sorry to hear about that and um uh, but yeah it's how, how about how about ever how's everything else going how's how's chloe chloe how's she doing she's doing good
0: yeah she was 17 oh my god <laughs> and she, so right, right as the pandemic hit, she just got her driver's license. She got it. Got it the first couple of weeks are really hard for her. Um, we make a product called Happy Saffron, and she went on Happy Saffron because saffron has been shown in 21 randomized controlled trials that it helps with your mood. And so we did that. And then she sort of figured out homeschooling. And now she's working at a restaurant called Beachcombers, which is on the beach uh, in Newport Beach. And uh, she's getting to deal with the public for the first time oh, yeah. during a pandemic. So, you know, people won't wear their masks. And, you know, it's always a story. But she's, uh, she's doing really Really good.
1: And Brain MD, how many products you have now? Boy, you must man, you had a ton of them when I seen you last. Day. What are you up to there? Oh,
0: we have new. I mean, cool new stuff like Happy Saffron. We have a new sleep product called Put Me to Sleep. that I just love. It's got great reviews. A new liposomal vitamin C called Neuro C. Brand new Neuro Greens. I want to call them Smart Greens. Uh, happy Greens um it's a green product that's just loaded with antioxidants um yeah no branham d's grown like 60% this year because people are realizing their best defense against covid is their body and so getting your body healthy is critical during this time all of you should know your vitamin d level and you should work to optimize it because low vitamin D is actually a risk factor for mortality from COVID. Wow.
1: You know, now this is going off the brain. Well, I guess it would be brain related. What, what we're talking about this COVID, what, what are killer T cells? I, I, I started studying that. It's something different than the brain, but if, what, what is that? Do you know anything about that or what is that something that? Well, it's part of your immune
0: system. Yeah. It's part of your white blood cell. Yeah system, that they have helper cells, you have killer cells, and are they healthy, are they weak, or are they too strong, and Uh because people who have autoimmune disorders, it's where your body sees you as the enemy, and it's like the worst in friendly fire. And so you want a healthy immune system, obviously not one that's weak. So you can manage infections, but you also don't want one that's too overactive. So balance is the key here.
1: The the balance
0: Balance is the key. And your best defense against COVID is your immune system. So how's your vitamin D level? Are you eating right? Are you sleeping? Are you believing every stupid thing you think? Um, having you know a good body and a good mind will protect you. And you know the people who are dying from this are often with other things that are killing them as well. you know diabetes, obesity, hypertension, heart disease, yeah. and so on. And now I don't want it. You want to make smart decisions, but at the same time, you, you can't avoid it uh, completely. And so, if I'm exposed to it, I want to be able to make sure I've got the defense. You know, the Department of Defense in my body is strong.
1: Yeah, that's what it's like. Like, it's like the killer T cells are like the military, and you don't want it to be over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get into it politics, but yeah, that's amazing how the analogy of because I was just talking to somebody about, about your, your, your neurons in your brain. Like, you, get, you got these neurons in your brain. And uh, good connections are healthy. And if the, if your neurons can't connect, it causes cell death and stuff. And and so I thought, well, let's use the analogy. You're a you're a cell. You're a neuron. I'm a neuron. Uh, Bill Chatfield's a neuron. And connections are healthy with people. Then you look up at the stars. Every star is a neuron. Connect. It seems like everything's interconnected or is that just my imagination? Do you ever think like that out of the box like that?
0: Or is it just me? Oh, we're all connected. Yeah. You know, I think the brain is the hardware of your soul. The mind is the software. Our connections are the network connections, just like you said. And then our spiritual connections is, well, what does it all mean? And why do we even care? about it um and so getting all four of those circles biology psychology social and spiritual working together well that's how people get healthy
1: so i'm gonna let you go uh, because i know you're really 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 busy but before you leave daniel uh what do you see happening here do what like I know you're not like Dr. Fauci or anything like you're really into this, but I don't know how much you know, but do you see this actually really ending anytime soon or what? That's one of the things I don't,
0: I don't. Yeah, not not for a while. It's going to be with us. uh, Even with the vaccine and hopefully they'll get a vaccine soon. Um, A lot of people aren't going to take it because they want to see and make sure it's safe. And, and I think, there's some rational, you know, that's a rational thing. Um, I think again, you're. I don't think the flu season this year is going to be so bad because we're not shaking hands and we're not hugging. I mean, we're just we're washing our hands more. We're being more thoughtful. I mean, what makes the flu season bad is you go to a Laker game and there's eighteen thousand people there. Well, now the Laker game has you know people watching by television. Yeah. Right. So I think the flu season's not going to be so bad. We're going to learn more about it, but it's with us for at least really? another year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how the, like you said, the flu season or your common cold season with the fall and a winter. I don't know. Well, you, you probably never have a winter in California, but uh, where we live, it's, you know, we get when it goes down to 30 below zero and like, and, and you get, everybody's sick. Every winter, man, what are they going to do this year? Everybody's going to think they have COVID. And it's going to be a really, really weird winter. It's going to be weird. So
0: There's an interesting study that just came out that 90%, 90% of the people who test positive for COVID are actually not infectious because the testing is so sensitive that even if you only have a smidge, that you wouldn't be able to give to someone else, you still test positive. So that's sort of a good sign that this thing may not be as infectious as we think. But, but let's, let's be careful and thoughtful. And I hate the term social distancing, it's just a big mistake. We should be physically distancing but we should be socially more connected than ever. Yeah, definitely is. Boy, it's a
1: weird time right now. And it's so hopefully this ends soon and I can come out to California and play some ping pong with you again. You're the best I've ever played, without a doubt. And, I, I mean, you, and you never even brag about it. That's what gets me. I, you kick my butt and then then I go, Well, let's go play pool. You kick my butt in pool. I mean, I you you really you talk about come on, you're supposed to build up myself or sleep in my positive. You're supposed to let the, the visitor win, aren't you? Or What's going on with that?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not, <laughs> All
1: right, buddy? <laughs> Daniel Amen, Doctor, the one and only Doctor Daniel Amen. This guy's awesome. Daniel, I I really Hi. appreciate you coming on. You're awesome, buddy. I love you. Man. Love you
0: back. Talk to you soon. Thank
1: you for liking, sharing, and if you
0: really want to superpower your mental strength, subscribe and thrive. Visit us at JimmyTheBrain.com.